This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Danielle Tivalu, who is a Gold Coast-based singer-songwriter who just put out her debut single called Wait Off, which sounds like this. I'm done with this She's also got a bunch of other tracks coming out this year, so um, keep your ears and eyes open for that. But let's jump into the chat with Danielle. So we have Danielle Tivalu with us right now. How are we doing today? <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me, Jesse. <laughs> no problem. No problem. The, the little giggle might be um, it took me a while. She told me how to pronounce the last name right, <laughs> and then we had a bit of a conversation. I was like, I forgot how it's pronounced now because um. <laughs> I don't know why I tell everyone what I mess up. I, I do it all the time. People could think I'm a pro and if I didn't just tell them how how bad I am at my job. But. Yeah, but maybe it comes from a good place of wanting to like put people at ease with through laughter and humor. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, it, it makes me laugh how much of a how much of a fool I am most of the time. So um, <laughs> if it doesn't yeah. bring anyone else entertainment. It brings me entertainment. I know. Maybe it makes other people go, oh, yeah, I, I can stuff something up too. Because I think that's like, I don't know, for me, that was, yeah, that's like a big thing, like overcoming those like self-boundaries we set for ourselves, mm-hmm. like limiting beliefs, being scared to like stuff up and look like a fool in front of people, even if it's just like pronouncing a name or something. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's something you kind of get used to doing this and like I did like radio for two years before that. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of funnier if you stuff up, um, more relatable. But actually, that's like a thing in radio that I've done. So I do, do community radio. People tell you never never point out when you make a mistake. But like when I listen to radio and it's like that's the funniest stuff for me. That's the, that's the golden <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's like the key with gigging as well. It's like, you know, yeah. when, often when you're playing, you're probably the only person, maybe a couple other people can actually hear a stuff up but. If you just like get really good at, I suppose, masking it or just pretending it didn't happen, just rolling with it, it kind of is yeah. easier. Yeah. Yeah. My face can't hide my musical mistakes. <laughs> Good work on your poker face. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we should probably talk about your music at some point. It's important. So it's not out while we speak, but by the time this episode's out, you'll have a, your, your debut single out called Wait Off. Very good song. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of the inspiration behind that song? Yeah, it's, it's a really fun, playful song, which um, I really, that was like the energy I was really going for um, with it. And it was kind of, I suppose it's really inspired from a place of um, letting go of a whole heap of stuff that didn't serve you or like wasn't meant for you and was really weighing you down. Because I suppose like my journey to music's been like a little bit different to a lot of musicians I know. Like I kind of didn't start, I didn't start singing like professionally until I was 25. And Mm -hmm. um, like I started learning guitar when I was 27. And so Wait Off was one of the first songs I ever wrote completely by myself. Before that, I would often write songs with my band. 
and like I'd come to them with a, a melody and lyrics and stuff like that and we'd build the song from there. And, yeah, I kind of – it was like my first song I was, yeah, writing. I was really excited and I brought it – I got the really a really cool opportunity to go work at um, a songwriting workshop called Starting Grounds. It's run by Apra Amkos yep. um, for First Nations artists. And um, I went along. I had weight off. It was kind of like – at the time I was, it was all minor chords. It was quite melancholy, like bittersweet. Mm-hmm. And I just was chatting to a couple of the guys there, um, Ziggy and Luke, and I was telling them about the song. And Ziggy's like, oh – it should probably be all made, like, it should be more major chords because, like, it's really about, like, you know, escaping all this stuff that was never meant for you and feeling, like, light and free. So shouldn't it be more of a celebration? And we kind of changed the chords and it all really came together really quickly. So, yeah, I suppose it's kind of like celebrating letting go of a whole heap of stuff that was never meant for you anyway and um, probably finally feeling like you can be yourself. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your other band, which is called The Super Love, which I was, <laughs> I was, just, I was just listening to um, the EP before we, we started talking and um, also good yeah. stuff. Um, Thank my you. favourite was, uh, I'm terrible with song names, so I'm going to look at the song names. <laughs> I think it was Moves was my favourite one. Oh, yeah, that was, that was one of the ones I wrote, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice. There were some big vocals in there. I kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, I used to like have to gear myself up to do it live. I'm like, whew, here we go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was kind of more of a, a funk band, yeah. funky funky kind of songs, as opposed to what you're doing now, which I'm not 100% sure how to subscribe, uh, subscribe, describe. Yeah. But yeah, maybe more acoustic-y kind of stuff. Yeah. Was there a natural transition for you with that? kind of style is that something you wanted to do for a while I feel like it was kind of like for me it was actually like finding my sound and my style oh. because yeah like you meant my band is a funk band and yeah two of the songs on on the EP Funk Love I was like the main songwriter like I came up with majority of the concept and obviously the boys in the band wrote the chords and the instrumental part of the track but um I suppose like yeah, from that point, like, I, I really loved Super Love. I could see I was like, oh, a lot of my songs I started to write because after Weight Off, I just, like, I was just, I just been writing so much and I really started uncovering my own sound. Yeah, I suppose I, I was noticing that a lot of my own tracks or songs that I were writing probably wouldn't translate to the band, so I was excited to kind of release them under my name. And I suppose just, like, I wanted to be really playful with how – the sound came out at the end. So really honouring like the essence of the song and the message behind the song and really trying to bring that to life with the music and the production. So I don't even know if I like, I kind of like lost track of what your question was, but. I, I always forget what my question was anyway, but um, yeah, it was just like the, um, going from the funky stuff to the more acoustic or whatever the, whatever you'd call the more current stuff you're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm going to kind of go sing a songwriter, I think. But, yeah. yeah, so I get to find out, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So you kind of started relatively late in in life. I, I make it sound like you're, you're like an old woman or something who's yeah. just started in you know, the 70s or something. But, like, but, yeah, kind of mid-20s. I, I suppose a lot of people who start music will start in their, their teen years. Was there a reason in your your 20s of that kind of came about as something you wanted to do? Yeah, I've always loved singing like so much. I suppose um, for me it was a lot of like self-worth issues and um, limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that I kind of like 
allowed to, I don't know, I suppose I allowed them to drag me down a bit. So my ex-partner was a pretty good guitarist. And when I started seeing him, he's like, oh, can you sing? I'm like, oh, kind of. Like, I like singing in the shower and when I'm driving my car. And he's like, oh, you know, pick a song. And I can't even remember what it was. I think it was like, I don't know, a jewel song or something. He's like, oh, you have a pretty good voice. And from there, we we kind of, we did a bit of a duo for a bit and then the band happened and, but then we broke up and I don't know, I just knew it was like music was definitely, I don't know, I felt like we came into each other's lives for a reason. I think his reason was to kind of bring me back to music because I definitely needed that push to get into it. And then once I found it, it just always felt so right. Like I get really terrified, really scared when I perform, but once I get into, once I get over myself and get out of my head, um, it's just so awesome. And I like, you can't describe how happy it makes you feel. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And then from there, I just like, I really wanted to become more musically independent. So I knew I had to learn guitar. So I really pushed myself there. And after it's kind of been cool. It's like this cool succession. Like you do one thing, but then the staircase is like perpetual. It never ends. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool. I've written a song. Like now I'm going to get it recorded and release it. And now I want to like learn this with the guitar. And now I want to like learn, like I want to start recording um, my own demos and stuff and begin to learn producing this year. So it's really exciting from a learning perspective as well. Cause yeah, there's always more to learn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's important to, um, I guess kind of put yourself out there. Yeah, and you, you, you may fail, but you you may not fail. At the end of the day, why not have fun? Like, yeah, exactly. Got, like this, not to sound too cliche or anything, but this life is really what you want it to be and what you want mm-hmm. to make it. And um, I really think it's like you got these like two different types of fear in your head. Um, like and like this, like performing for me was so I only did my first solo gig like last year in October at the end of October. And oh man, I like went through like so many different terrifying emotions. Like I was so scared about it, but I knew I had to push through that fear because I'm like, the, the worst is ladder. If I don't kind of conquer that fear, you decide to live in this like mundanity because you Mm -hmm. didn't show up for yourself. So yeah, it's kind of, it just comes down to a choice. Like, yeah, it's scary, but it's so worth it. Um, And then it's also like, it's, once you do that, you're like, okay, like, yeah, I hit my goal, but now that there's a new set of goals. So, yeah, you get to conquer fear and face fear again. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Like, even I'll bring it back to myself for a second. Um, yeah. Like, even like doing this and um, like doing uh, like I did radio before this, it's, um, it's a very unlikely thing for me to do because um, I wouldn't say I don't like talking to people, but like I'm kind of a reserved person, kind of a shy person. Yeah. And, this is probably the worst option in life for me to talk to people. But um, in a way, it's the, the most comfortable way I do talk to people is kind of doing these podcasts or on radio. Life is weird. Life is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just something like I put off for ages, like oh, I'll do it someday and then just like screw it, do it, do it now. Yeah. And even find like I, I experience like a bit of anxiety at times, but I've kind of, as I've, um, I suppose, like practiced like self-awareness and things like that and just like observing myself, I often notice that my anxiety is linked to me not taking action in the right mm-hmm. ways. So yeah, like example, like 
I suppose like a, a great example for me was like prior to me doing the gig, my gig for the first time by myself, I was getting so, so anxious and I kind of took a moment and I was like, oh yeah, I need to step up with my practicing. Like I definitely need to practice more. I need like, I'll get really organized for everything. So as many things can go right as possible. So I don't, do you experience that as well? Like kind of sometimes your anxiety is a driver or or do you experience anxiety? I don't know. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I think something that's helped me a lot is, I don't know, just think about like my first gig where I ever had to sing. Um, It was with with a band and like back then like, I wouldn't like when I practiced at home, I'd have to make sure I practiced when no one was home because I was that <laughs> that kind of. And then you're going to go perform in front of people. <laughs> then I got to perform in front of people. Then I'm on the stage <laughs> and like, I've got to sing at this point. And I was like, in my mind, it's like, all right, I might look like an idiot if I, if I sing badly, but I'm probably going to look like a bigger idiot if I just stand there. And um, it's yeah. just weighing up what makes me look less stupid. Yeah, and once you put yourself in that position, it's yeah. kind of that point. It's like there's no going back. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all. It's all. Life is weird. Like, like I said earlier, do yeah. do whatever makes you happy. Yeah, hundred percent. There's the cool thing is there's no right or wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I think it, um, it's. It, I find it interesting how um, I suppose like this probably links us a lot to weight off as well. Like. We, get, we can get so caught up in, like, societal expectations, like, you know, achieving these certain things that um, society kind of tells us we should do. However, it's all, it's all a choice as well. Yeah. I could have easily lent into the, like, oh, you know, you're, like, you're a certain age, you're too old for this now, da-da-da-da. But I suppose I, I was very fortunate. I just love, I love singing and I love um, songwriting so much. And also, like, I kind of, like, I'm pretty spiritual as well. Sometimes I think life just kind of pushes you into things. Like, mm-hmm. last year I had a bit of, like, a quarantine fiasco. I'd, like, I'm a bit blunt sometimes. I stuffed up my entry form going into South Australia and I almost got forced into, like, mandatory quarantine for two weeks by myself. Right. And it was, like, quite confronting. And then I was, like, worried. Like, I got so, so anxious about it. I'd convinced myself I had coronavirus and I'd made all these people sick and I was just like horrified with myself. And, but that experience kind of really prompted me to make some big changes in my life that I needed to last year. And like, I, I was already aware of them. I was just kind of suppressing it and not honoring that. Like I knew I had to, mm-hmm. as much as I, I love children and school teaching, I had to leave like full-time work cause it just, I couldn't manage doing what I want to do with music and teaching properly at the same time. Yeah, like I kind of got back. Luckily it all resolved. I got back home. It was, everything was fine. I didn't have to do the two weeks so like because there was just some stuff up with communication with the police and stuff like that. But I kind of came home and it was the first time in ages I'd ever kind of given myself time just for me and from there, I made the decision. I was like, no, I'm going to leave my job full time. I'm going to the studio. Like I'm booking time this week. I'm recording these these songs that I'm going to release in 2021. And like, I have to do this because I know I kind of, I felt like life was like telling me like, you have to do this. Otherwise you're not going. Yeah. Well, this is what you're supposed to do. I 
I hope you're enjoying the chat so far. Just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out Danielle's music, you can head to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music or wherever you buy music, you'll find it there. And don't forget to check out her socials as well to keep up to date with everything she's doing. And while you're there, you can check out the socials for Life on Music as well. I'll leave all the social links down in the description of the episode. And if you are enjoying the podcast, feel free to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Danielle. Along with Wait Off, you sent me a, a few other tracks that you've been working on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I actually just spent some time yesterday um, in the studio with my producer finishing off the last two. So moving on and your love and, yeah, they're sounding really awesome. I'm getting really excited. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah, nice. Um, is there a kind of a plan throughout the year, um, how you're going to release and what you're going to release? Yeah, I suppose um, Wait Off's coming out in one week's time. And also um, I, I've like got a, film, I got a film clip made for it. I just had like these really – really clear visions of exactly what I wanted for the film clip. So I really wanted to roll with that just like from a real create, like it's just so fun to create. Mm-hmm. And also like, it's really awesome to get to see your vision come to life. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose I, I've got some really good ideas as well for what I would like to do visually um, for a film, for film clips for all of the tracks actually. So I'd love to um, release each one of them with a film clip this year. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing heaps of music, so I might jump back in the studio later. I'm kind of, I just want to really roll with the flow and see how all the releases go because I've never released music by myself and I'm really excited to see how like weight off goes and also like what I can learn from the release and how I can maybe like improve that in the future or, and yeah, potentially, I definitely want to do a show. I just don't know when or how but yeah yeah cool you're on the gold coast is that right yeah, yeah uh, shows are kind of kind of regular there as well um i'm in sydney and they're kind of somewhat regular yeah yeah are you guys allowed dancing yet or i don't think so i haven't been like in a bit over a month to a show but that one wasn't allowed dancing um yeah are you? yeah we're pretty we're really lucky on the goldie actually like things are pretty much like they're kind of back into the swing of it all. Like obviously some restrictions and, um, but really in comparison to where most people are in the world with everything, mm-hmm. things are relatively normal. Yeah. So I suppose like for me, I just got, I need to figure out what I want my show to be like. And yeah. Also like one of my kind of resolutions this year is to kind of not talk about things so much, but mainly do things like yeah. I can be pretty indecisive and um, I wanted to get better at making my own decisions and kind of just actioning it straight away instead of asking for everyone else's opinion on things and take like, I suppose, procrastinating in a way. Yeah. So I know that's kind of beating around the bush with the answer a little bit, but definitely more music. Uh, there will be a show, more film clips. I just don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> cool. That's, um, we'll, we'll be surprised. It's even better. Keep us, keep, keep us on our toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, you mentioned a little bit with the um, APRA AMCOS songwriting workshops that you 
there was kind of yeah. a little bit of collaboration there. And obviously with your old band, there was some collaboration. But um, with many of these newer songs, are there are you collaborating a lot or is it kind of more just from you or...? Uh, so yeah, I definitely need to credit um, my producer um, who I'm working with at the moment, Tim Goodburn. He's really awesome. He plays synth in a band called Greatest Hits and he's just like really awesome producer, really good musician. Like he he produced all of my tracks that are coming out in 2021 and I have done some like co-writing with some other artists uh, as well. So yeah, I, I suppose like I'm always open to it. Uh, working with other people because it's I just like always learn so much mm-hmm. yeah and I think um, it's really beautiful to be able to share writing a song or like seeing a song come to life with other people I'm excited to see what happens and like who else I'll get to work with nice. in the future so but um, it's yeah it's, fu- it's fun when you do co-writes because there's another person there and you kind of you get to bounce ideas off other people and I enjoy hearing their ideas when it's like something I would have never thought of or never heard. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm still pretty terrified of co-writes because I just forget every every word that's ever existed and it's like, what, <laughs> what, what can I contribute here? Yeah, oh, I, know, I definitely, I used to feel like that with the band. Mm-hmm. I felt like just like so, and this is just like a silly limiting belief, I'd feel so musically inadequate. I'd be like, who am I to be like contributing in right. any way? <laughs> Kind of like you said, like before, just like learning to laugh at yourself a little bit more. And one of the chicks, Sue Ray, who is at um, Starting Ground, she kind of just said like she does a lot of co-writes and she's worked with a lot of really amazing musicians in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And she said this great rule and I really liked it. She's like, there's no silly ideas. Just make that a blanket rule to start with when you like do a co-write. Like there's no such thing as a, a dumb idea. Like because the biggest thing is you just want to allow creativity to flow initially and for that to happen I suppose everyone needs to feel like safe and like their ideas are valid regardless of how like weird they could be or whatever or because you know sometimes that stuff could be the creative gold in there yeah I've come to believe that the silliest stuff is the best stuff yeah and like as well like if you then if you get to laugh like who knows that laughter could like put everyone at ease and then just like you could cruise more with writing like (laughs) exactly yeah. Yeah, so thanks heaps for chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks heaps. <laughs> thanks for listening and thank you to Danielle for chatting with me this week. Don't forget to check out Danielle's music wherever you buy or stream music and follow her on her socials, follow Life on Music on my socials and if you enjoyed the episode, feel free to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.